Hello everyone and welcome to Hash Talk. I'm your host Sankalp Shangari and friends call me Sunny. At Hash Talk, we bring you the latest news, narratives and interviews with recognized change makers in the field of blockchain and related technologies. These creative personalities share how they are bringing about a change, what prompted them to do so, what are their future plans, their life experiences and tips for all of us to become better at work as well as in this fast-paced life. So let's dive right in. Today we have Sandeep Nailwal who is who is the COO of of Matic Network, uh, one of the most favored networks around. Uh, we would like to learn more from Sandeep what's going on. He's a visionary officer and and he is the chief operating officer which is also uh, a great because matic is being touted as the next uh, scaling solution for ethereum the plasma scaling solution it allows sidechains to conduct transactions while main chain records the final state uh, largely targeting dapp developers i don't want to be wrong so let sandeep talk about it welcome sandeep how are you hi sakal uh... first of all thanks thanks a lot to uh, you know for inviting uh, me here and uh, you know uh, really looking forward for this discussion here uh, awesome awesome so so sandeep where, where are you today uh, i am actually today i am in delhi uh, so delhi is my hometown in india and i am traveling back here because there has been some incessant travel uh, in the past uh, you know uh past month so i am right now at my home and uh, working from home today yep very good very good so so before we start the podcast and and we go deeper into it why don't you introduce yourself to the audience your background why are you in blockchain and and how did matic and and this journey start so uh you know basically a brief intro about me is that uh, i am uh, one of the co-founders and coo at matic network uh, you know i have been associated with the blockchain space for last uh, two and a half uh, three years i think and uh, you know how i came into blockchain is uh, uh, basically i was uh, you know running my previous company which was also a you know briefly a funded startup it was a b2b uh, marketplace and uh, you know since my very early days i have always wished to build you know scalable and you know scalable and big organization and uh, uh, so i was uh, with with scope weaver and then you know we were doing good stuff but then it was not scaling as much as possible and then you know uh, my thesis overall uh, evolved from at the start of scope weaver to the end uh, you know by the by the by the ending of kind of uh, scope weaver was that you know the overall services marketplace requires a lot of human intervention it's very hard to uh, you know automate it and you know hard to scale that up so i was actually looking for some scaling technologies and Bit- bitcoin back in 2013 briefly i had attempted to uh, you know do some sort of uh, mining for that using my laptop but i realized that you know by that time already the hash power of the network has gone had gone fairly up so laptop couldn't have done anything so uh, you know i i started reading about uh, artificial intelligence at the, at that time artificial intelligence was really hot in terms of the startup space 
and then i you know but there was a lot of mathematics and all that involved and i realized that there's a lot of uh, you know academic uh, flavor also required for that so you know i came uh, and then i started reading about blockchains and of course mastering bitcoin and you know shout out to uh, andreas antonopoulos for that so uh, you know that's like kind of the gateway to this uh, you know to this to this rabbit hole right so i you know started reading that and then uh, you know i was around at like i think fourth or fifth chapter when when it actually struck me actually that oh oh this is what uh, we you know, uh, we, you know the, the industry is trying to build and from that moment onwards i think that's the aha moment everyone who is there in crypto be it you me or anybody who's who's listening to this podcast is like they have had their own uh, you know aha moment uh, for for the for the for the technology and then the moment i realized that this is not a technology actually this is uh, this is like a fundamental revolution in terms of how a uh, you know human uh, collaboration and you know by that uh, you know extension human organizations can be built uh, in future and this is a very futuristic technology and something like ai also like for example ai is also a fundamental technology right so you know ai has been coming since 1980s we used to watch small wonder uh, you know when used to be used to be kids right and the, the wiki character yeah. so you know that ai is coming and then it comes and goes there are multiple you know hype cycles and then it, it you know booms and busts but the fundamental fact remains there is that it's a it's a very fundamental technology for o- overall human uh, you know growth and evolution of the society and i think that's the same is applicable for uh, you know blockchains also it's it's a fundamental technology or you know thought process change wherein uh, you know human beings can collaborate uh without trusting each other uh so bitcoin was the first like the currency in in that sense but there can be a lot of other different kind of collaborations that can be built uh you know daos are one and then we always already see make a dao die you know stable coin uh, built on some sort of a decentralized network and then you have like the whole ethereum narrative of uh, programmable money so you know i realized many of that stuff uh, you know not not at, at first but i realized the basic fundamental uh, you know change that this technology brings and then from there on you know i think my journey has been has been like as for everyone else like you know once you get uh, like i i at times joke about right you know this bloody thing gets into the blood right so uh, once you once you are that down that rabbit hole then nothing stopping you so you know from there i you know initially uh, went back to programming because i am also a computer science programmer uh, so i you know you know went back to programming started a small time you know consulting firm to learn more and you know while working on real time projects did some projects and then you know uh, you know jenty by the i mean i was also very active in the blockchain space and you know jenty was also a fairly well known in the well known well known person in the space in terms of technology technical technicalities and all that so we kind of hit it up and you know anurag was also you know fairly active so uh, we you know joined had i mean jd was doing a research on plasma and then we uh, you know realized the problems with the existing framework and you know we you know jd came up with one particular poc or one particular uh, way of constructing plasma and from there on like you know when we we all realized that how oh, this is this can be something really cool we all uh, you know uh, joined hands and started the 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 thematic campaign to be you know to be precise so yeah that's how i came here yeah 
Amazing, amazing. That that's that's really great. Uh, and and funny enough, you mentioned uh, an Antipolis. That was the book, the Internet of Money, that that brought me into this rabbit hole as well, uh, and 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 probably gave me a basic view of what really blockchain is. Um, and and one one quote from there, I never forget that that you don't have to be a Swiss bank; you are your own Swiss yeah. bank from now on. So definitely true. And and second thing that you mentioned about uh, uh, human evolution and and def- especially the payments side of evolution, I think from a, from a thousands of years old centralized society, uh, last ten years we have moved very quickly to a peer to peer society, and I think I think the future obviously uh, is decentralized. But but there is definitely going to be uh, an era of of a hybrid, uh, uh, like we were discussing with our earlier guest on the program. But very fascinating to know. And 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 um, how 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 is it uh, divided between yourself, Jayanti, and Anurag in terms of? Yeah, who so, does what uh, arithmetic? You know, currently, the system is like uh, you know. So so Jayanti is, is the is the CEO of the firm and. He also is like our de facto CTO. So, you know, the technical architecture and, you know, the, the kind of research that we do in that. So all that is led by JD, uh, uh, you know, and then uh, Anurag is, uh, is, is, the, is heads the product. So overall, let's say what we are building, you know, the kind of stages that the product should be built and what should be built, where the industry is moving and all that. So product management is also is with the Anurag. Uh, while I, uh, you know, my portfolio in, in Matic is like fairly distributed. It, it's like, at times it's everything about, uh, you know, except from the tech uh, is, you know, kind of uh, comes under my purview, be it, you know, the uh, the marketing and branding of the project, be it the investment at the initial stage or managing the IEO and this and that. So, uh, you know, that's that's kind of the basic construct over there. But of course, we are a very... Uh, you know, cross-functional team, uh, you know, in many of these things, uh, Jenti also helps me out, Anurag helps me out in, in a lot of uh, these things. So it's like not like 100%, uh, you know, uh, exclusive kind of uh, work uh, portfolio. We keep on, uh, you know, uh, taking multiple hats. So for example, uh, initially in the writing of white paper and all, I was also, you know, very much involved. So even now, uh, with our staking and with our uh, a lot of uh, let's say you know the the, the consensus uh, not consensus besides but uh, the let's say the validator layer uh, you know uh, constructions I also you know uh, try to chip in with my uh, suggestions here and there yeah so that's how the overall team is built currently but on a larger scale like technology and everything related to the product what you see as Matic Network is Jainty uh, and Rag and Every, anything else like you know all the parts uh, generally I take care anything else of that yeah neat neat very good very good and 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 how many of, of you are there now and are yeah, you so we mostly our based in from Bangalore and then now we are uh, uh, you know we, we moved our offices last month to uh, Bangalore and recently, like we initially shifted to a co-working and now we, uh, you know, we, we have rented a separate place for our, our office because team is growing fairly fast. 
uh, I mean, we recently in the last two weeks itself have onboarded, uh, I think, four or five more guys. So I think roughly our count would be 2021 full time people. And then we also do, uh, you know, some close, a uh, kind of uh, close handed work with a few teams whom we are, uh, you know, incubating on uh, some, uh, you know, uh, infrastructure related uh, stuff, uh, you know, like ancillary products related to Matic Network. So overall, it would be, I would say, if you encounter them also, you know, some somewhere or the other working on Matic Network, uh, I would say it would be like, you know, 25 to 30 people working on, on Matic and ecosystem growth overall. Very good. So, so the team is gradually growing and, and obviously the work you guys are doing amazing. Um, I, I think at this stage, uh, our, our listeners would, would like to understand what is Matic and, and what is your vision that, and strategy you know, your with Matic going forward? More, let's say technical audience or uh, should I you know, trim it down for a general understanding of the network? I think I think trim it down would be better because because it is more of a generic audience, generic blockchain audience. Uh-huh. Uh, they might not be technical, all of them per se. So so a layman understanding of Matic, especially for okay, awesome. so non-techies like me, very, would, very be, would be great. Term, uh, kind of view, if you can think of Matic as a Ethereum running on top of Ethereum, like a faster Ethereum running on top of a slower but more decentralized and secured ethereum right so what happens is that use and then these two two ethereums are connected you can imagine connected with plasma framework and what plasma framework essentially does is that it asks you two three fundamental tenets that whatever you are doing on the side chain should be verifiable and 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 you know refutable if 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 at all if possible or challengeable challengeable on main chain one is that property in a very layman term the other property is that users should should have the ownership of their assets held on the side chain the ownership should be defined by the main chain itself so i'll give you a very small example so for many other side chain side chain projects that you would have seen who don't have plasma they simply have a bridge and once you you know put your tokens there and your your let's say asset goes to the side chain after that it's purely at the mercy of the side chain actor so for example side chain in side chain if you have five or ten uh, you know validators or you know whatever uh, the five side chain actors or authorities or whatever if let's say somehow they have an incentive to collude against you then you actually don't have any control on those assets because on the side chain they are with somebody else, right? So they they completely take control of your funds. With plasma, the ownership yeah. of the yeah. assets is still defined by the main chain itself. So as a user, if even if you take your you know some of your assets to the side chain, if you are not happy with the side chain in any form, or you see that the side chain is not uh, say example decentralized enough or there is any fault or you know any fraudulent activity has happened you as a user you can exit from the main chain itself right so uh, essentially means that on the main chain you don't need to even come on the matic side chain you simply take your address and you know have a last proof of your uh, you know ownership on the side chain and then you simply say that hey i want to exit uh, this and then 
you know you get those funds back on ethereum network so that that was those are the two key parameters the first parameter i said was the verifiability of uh, sidechain transactions or uh, you know activity on the sidechain on the main chain that is done by a fraud proof the second thing i said was the ownership so in the first part ownership i already explained in the first part is like you know if there is any fraudulent activity on the sidechain the using the plasma framework uh, you know basically or implementing the plasma framework uh, the sidechains keep on uh, putting uh, basically a checkpoint every every period every x amount of time onto the main chain using that checkpoint which is like essentially a cryptographic proof of everything that is happening on the sidechain you can use that proof to verify a few things uh, that are hap- that that are happening on the sidechain and then if those those things are not according to the consensus of the uh, you know the sidechain you can essentially challenge those things using fraud proofs and if your challenge is successful that means you are able to prove that this this transaction did not happen as per the consensus rules or as per the you know uh, the way it should have been done you can actually slash all the uh, sidechain actors sidechain validators or consensus participants because their funds are also staked on main chain compared to compare that to you know again some of the other projects uh, you know where the staking happens also on the sidechain so but imagine that if the sidechain uh, you know act, actors have colluded and they have taken control of the sidechain so even then you know even if the staking is on the sidechain they can control that too in some form but in matic scenario the staking is done on the main chain so all the validators have to put their security deposit or stakes uh, on the main chain itself and if in future there are any wrong doings that are found you can use ethereum main chain to slash them right so that provides you a kind of secure and uh, you know uh, secure and decentralized kind of uh, you know side chain on the uh, you know using the some of the properties of the main chain the validator layer i essentially mentioned that sits between these two you know as i said faster ethereum and slower ethereum the validator layer that is fairly decentralized and then you have a smart contract and cryptographic uh, you know provenance on the ethereum main chain so overall it makes the side chain as a fast but yet secure and decentralized uh, kind of this thing and that's why you you know in the community there's a lot of uh, you know a uh, lot of let's say discussion about matic and a lot of developers are being attracted to matic because they get to get almost similar kind of development environment not almost similar like development environment is exactly the similar but in terms of uh, you know almost similar environment in terms of the reliability and security of the network and that's why uh, you know most of the ethereum uh, you know app developers uh, are considering matic as a viable scalability solution because you know both the things like security and decentralization as well as less time required to implement it it's like almost like a plug and play kind of system where any any good developer can you know maybe port their application in some cases if, even in like you know few minutes and you know in some very complicated cases it may they may it may take them one or two weeks to port it yeah so that's bottom line of matic yeah sorry amazing great great um uh obviously you know uh, your solution uh, is talk of the town and 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 it is uh, the, the way you explain and and the way you have executed this is commendable 
no no wonder everybody is loving it uh, but but i also see and i you know i have been in blockchain for a long time like yourself where 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 the lot of use case specific plasma designs up and running uh fluence for example you know like a decentralized cloud computing or or even what what omizego was selling uh where where plasma is solving all the issues of congestion uh as yeah. as architecture so, between side chains yeah, yeah. and, so, and so ethereum actually, how see, are you different uh, i mean go back if you go back to Besides some of the previous you years you know <laughs> development and maybe check on uh, you know youtube uh, where you can search about plasma calls let's say so you will see the core omisego and you know joseph poon and vitalik and all that on the same calls where you know uh, jayanti is also you know used to be a part of those those things so we actually came from there only uh, with from the like the core plasma group uh, implementers and you know why we uh separated the ways is that we we thought that those ways were not very user friendly and you know hard to hard to uh, you know maintain or you know viability of the network in those scenarios were not that great at that time so most of the plasma you know solutions were being built as uh, you know utxo based whereas matic network is a is a account based implementation so when i say utxo based uh it means the bitcoin is also utxo based so you can think that the side chains that were being developed were uh you know were were basically uh you, you know bitcoin kind of side chains that were being but developed we wanted to build for our true scalability we wanted to build an ethereum kind of side chain which is which i which is what i mentioned as account based uh you know a side chain so why we thought about that is that one is that if you can achieve the similar kind of payments and and security of the assets on the side chain uh, using account based plasma one is that uh, you know uh, it's much much user much more user friendly you can use all the kinds of uh, you know existing wallets of ethereum and everything uh, you know to 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 operate on the side chain as a user but the second thing is also that if we are able to solve the generic uh you know scalability or generic fraud proof kind of a you know problem on plasma we can actually be able to support uh, smart contract transactions too and which is where we started initially there was no solid way of uh, solving a generic smart contract uh, you know capability so we we you know started with a with a fairly decentralized uh, you know uh, uh, validator layer and after that we also uh, you know added some specialized fraud proof and in due course the overall plasma community came up with something called plasma cred- predicate which is essentially like something like a specialized fraud proof where uh, you know uh, like yeah, for some generic kind of transactions you can write uh, you know fraud proofs uh, on that so um, you know maybe fraud proof is more of a technical term but in very generic sense what fraud proof means is that uh you know these are some smart contracts on ethereum where you can actually bring in some transaction from the side chain and say that hey this transaction is not correct right so when it's when there is a simple asset transfer it's easy to implement such uh, you know uh, fraud proof but for generic smart contracts uh, it's it's you know it has proven right now quite hard to actually be able to build a generic uh, fraud proof capability on the main chain so you know for that the plasma predicate uh, was def- designed with pair plasma predicate is nothing but uh, you know a set of specialized fraud proofs 
and uh, you know where you can where for some high value smart contracts you can build or you know development team or community can build specialized uh, you know fraud proofs where those can be used to you know uh, validate the transactions of those specific smart contracts and uh, the moment you have that you can then say a bit of with a with a with a decentralized validator layer you can then say that hey on this side chain you can not only do the transactions but you can also build uh, you know generic smart contract which are low value but you can also build smart contract which have higher uh, let's say value enablement within them and you can design predicates so that you know side chain actors cannot take the advantage of uh, you know or advantage of these funds on the side chain using those fraud tools because they can anyways be slashed and can be stopped from doing uh, any uh, fraudulent activity on the side chain so that's the basic premise yeah so that's how we are different from other uh, yeah yes. very good that was that was actually a very good explanation you could you could definitely use this uh, uh, beautiful explanation uh, for for anybody who is seeking uh, to know more about matic uh, but 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 you also mentioned uh, vitalik uh, who's who's a recent famous tweet um, about the second layers uh, like matic where where he's very pessimistic and and talking about uh, yeah, you know yeah. uh, there's the side chains basically holding information and and uh, leading to a yeah. so mistrust in I mean, intermediaries. Uh, what, what is your take on that? What is so Matic's take on that? I have a bookmark tweet of Vitalik where he said that, you know, layer two, uh, before the Ethereum 2.0 comes in, uh, layer two would be the, you know, would be, would be, would be something which will be supporting Ethereum scalability and all that. Yeah. So what I feel is that, see, Vitalik, Vitalik and many of uh, you know their uh, you know supreme researchers <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah I remember yes notch. yes and that's what you know makes us believe in Ethereum also like the best brains in the world right now are you know working in some form on, on Ethereum so what they are they are primarily doing uh, you know working on the research layer and then you know what he what he said in the tweet was that you know building such systems is fairly hard. And then we we can actually relate that relate to that because we have been building for last one and a half years, right? So you know it's easy easier not easy but easier to design those constructions. But when you start implementing it, these small small things start popping up. And I think the at the time of making that tweet, Vitalik would have seen some implementation challenges in one or few of the you know smaller things. While at the engineering level, we think that you know uh, most of those like many of those problems have been already solved by us for example the data unavailability problem that vitalik is referring to we have a tendermint validator uh, layer which is very decentralized which <clears throat> which solves the data unavailability problem so data unavailability problem in plasma is when you have one one operator on the side chain op- operating for the transaction and essentially it says that what if that validator simply stops giving the block data to to the outside public so you don't have anything to validate and all. So that's the data unavailability problem that we solved, uh, you know, long back uh, using this decentralized layer. So this, yeah. when you have 100 to, you know, 100, uh, more than 100 validators and in future they can be in thousands, it's hard to col- hard to collude amongst all of them to, you know, withhold the data. So it's it's like it, that makes it fairly 
you know less uh, probable as less probable as ethereum is like saying the same way that you know let's say the top uh, on ethereum and bitcoin currently like top 10 to 15 uh, you know uh, pools they do the the evaluation right so it's like saying that they all will collude and then stop uh, broadcasting the uh, you know the ethereum data so that's or bitcoin data that's you know slight that's slightly improbable and also crypto economically also these uh, validators if these are large in number and then they have significant enough uh, you know interest to take care of the or take control of the chain that means there is a large amount of uh, you know uh, a large amount of uh, growth would have happened in matic to- matic network and matic token also and where their stakes will become you know fairly big enough where you know to do any kind of adventure uh, it it it's, it would be not very cost friendly and that's how that's the basic crypto economic uh, security model of this so and then vitalik also came up recently after the tweet he came up with a hybrid uh, you know layer to recently his uh, you know article that got published uh, uh, and it was uh, you know uh, put in the crypto uh, you know uh, or uh, ethereum week in ethereum news also so in the same in 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 the article he has argued that although it's it's difficult to build the absolute you know 100% uh, you know uh, generalized uh, side chain uh, in terms of the smart contract but it's possible to create hybrid uh, you know layer 2s using uh, zk rollups so two things there one is that exact that's exactly matches with what matic network has been to do so we are not saying that all the 100% uh, smart contract transactions are fully backed by the uh, you know the plasma securities the generic smart contracts are backed by the pos layer which is the decentralized layer and any high value smart contract uh, whenever it grows beyond a particular uh, value in size they you can build uh, you know plasma securities using the predicates that's the first thing second thing he mentioned about zk rollups and you'll be surprised to know that in our team already let's say babhav is already fairly deep into zk rollups and he actually got uh, you know uh, got selected to speak on zk rollups in on devcon this year so the the futuristic kind of uh, you know uh, solutions which can be op- more optimal solutions that than what we have today in terms of network uh, you know uh, you know network security is uh, are coming up and our team is also having a close eye on all of them zk is currently still fairly far away from being productionized but then our team is already onto that and <clears throat> whenever we see that you know there is a favorable uh, progress in terms of productionization of those we can easily implement those solutions within our uh, you know this thing also you know self so with the hybrid layer 2 solutions what he said and i think and we are very happy to read that uh, read those kind of things where you know things are moving towards more towards practicality of uh, you know viable networks and you know what we have been doing is essentially Uh, exactly that uh, you know to build a practical viable network which is uh, you know secure to run these uh, ethereum uh, you know uh, some of the ethereum applications on the side chain uh, deriving from the ability of the main chain yeah very good very good um uh sandeep i on 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 this one you know i have a very basic question which which i've always wanted to ask uh, a leader of uh, infrastructure revolution um and the question is very basic that if i look at blockchain and and its uh, advancements over the last 
three, four years, the companies that have really, really done well uh, is is the companies with with real users, and 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 there are and then there's the other lot of infrastructure companies, be it the Neo or the EOS or or the upcoming Telegram network, etc., etc., or the ZK Snacks, uh, etc., who who. Who, who do not have enough users versus Ethereum. And then you have the third category where, where uh, people could copy your, your uh, uh, layer 2 solution or, or even Ethereum 2.0 itself uh, will, will be processing side chains, transactions, while the, while the Bacon chain uh, will record the states. So, so lack of users or or uh, copycats or or other advancements in this technology. How do you sure. bring so, uh, I think on, uh, developers <clears throat> so, uh, as well as sorry. users so I think, and uh, specific use on cases the mining network side, I'll on give you a very network you know, uh, on the ground kind of answer that what exactly is happening today. So since we provide the scalability or you know we offer the scalability to existing Ethereum uh, you know DApps. And which which are the largest in number in the current space, uh, so you know, uh, so we are getting a lot of attention already and and movement and and you know adoption from uh, these applications. So uh, that way, in terms of business strategy, we are we are at a really sweet spot where uh, you know anything that is built on Ethereum can simply uh, you know take care or take use of or use of uh, Matic network to have the scalability. So that's what gives us a huge, large chunk of an existing market rather than, you know, going out and creating entirely new market. So that gives us a solid base in terms of adoption. The second thing is that we are also working on a lot of uh, real world use cases, uh, a lot of real world use, case, use cases uh, or the applications that we're building that are, you know, adopting Matic, you know, today. So uh, we have a lot of applications that we have announced, uh, like, you know, Spring Roll, which is building which is an India-based firm building a LinkedIn on blockchain, right? So LinkedIn uh, kind of offering on blockchain. Uh, then you have, uh, you know, Wi-Fi or internet service providers kind of players uh, like Stack City from China, right? And uh, and similarly, you have, uh, you know, people or projects like TradeLink in India who are trying to build uh, enterprise uh, data interchange kind of offerings uh, on, on using blockchain. So, uh, what essentially I'm saying is that, uh, uh, you know, there is a large existing in our case for many layer ones. That's the problem. Like, as you mentioned for, you know, and you named some projects. So for any layer one project, they have to bootstrap the entire ecosystem from, from scratch. Right. And while most of the public is already, you know, working on uh, Ethereum, they are very well versed with it. And, you know, as a developer, it's like kind of a, like a big irritation, to move from uh, you know move its blockchain to any other layer one so for them it's like a very big problem but for us we already get a critical mass that is available on ethereum that is direct you know target segment for us like gaming DeFi, payments uh, and you know that kind of stuff the, then i already spoke about some real world actual applications which are building on it and on gaming and DeFi and all that everybody knows like a large number of applications or games have already declared that they are going to build on Matic. And uh, on, on real world also, real world use cases, I mentioned a few applications. Then in terms of protocols also, that is one part coming up is that, you know, many protocols also want to use uh, Matic network 
as their payment mechanism on top of ethereum so you know right now they are doing uh, you know let's say somebody is doing uh, you know some particular part of the you know whole system wherein let's say providing databases or storage or whatever so you know they have to do payment so they uh, uh, you know are looking to use uh, elmatic network side chains uh, for payments compared to uh, you know using ethereum because ethereum is like really costly at this point if you want to do thousands of payments right so we are already getting a large amount of uh, you know adoption on coming incoming and i think you know i i at times i say to our community also that in terms of number of applications that are building on matic we would already be like almost around you know top 10 or top 15 platforms already worldwide and once our beta mainnet goes live and all of these applications start coming online that will you know fuel a large number of applications even more to you know come and explore uh, matic network so that's how we think that uh, you know this is going to uh, you know move forward and your question is absolutely right uh, that you know adoption is what matters you can build technical wind, wind castles but nobody uses them uh, at matic adoption has been always at the core of our strategy from right from the start and we are seeing very positive results over there that is that is very good to hear because yeah. because most of the projects in this space uh, uh especially the inexperienced millennials who are coming into it they forget that uh, users and adoption is much more important than anything else and that always wins great so let's let's move on to uh, a little bit more about knowing sandeep knowing yourself uh and and i i just want to ask you a very simple question yeah i think um, the, the what is the best advice, advice i would say ever you gotten know, comes from on my, my on, on your professional friend, side uh, you as know, well as on your so, uh, you know, life he, philosophy he mentioned that you know the i mean we were discussing about life and all that he said we, we were discussing that what's the reason of of the, all the misery because our you know generation every you you must be hearing one question from everyone that you know i don't know what i want to do in life right so and and you know and you know at at that early age we were discussing that you know uh, actually everyone knows what they want from life right i mean if we if we start evaluating we clearly know what what are the things that we we, we like uh, and like to do and spend time and all that but the problem is and where we actually get uh, the most of misery is that we want too many things like you know we want we want to you know build a business we want to be an entrepreneur we want to have very stable and secure and you know very nice relationships we want to travel also we want to party also and we want to be like you know dress up well and you know fashionize well also like you know that's the biggest problem like you know you having too much of desires is the biggest problem and uh, if you are able to restrict your desires and you know desire because desire is the source of misery and if you are able to restrict your desire to you know maybe one or two and make them like real big goals it's okay to suffer desire, for those yeah. one or two big goals or one or two big desires of your life but you have to you know learn to let others go and the moment you start learning that uh, you know you start succeeding in your main uh, you know goals or the desires also and then automatically once you succeed there uh, you 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 start to get more resources more more resources to delegate your work you get start to get some more time and then automatically the other kind of desires that you simply let go they start coming 
starts getting attracted to yourself they start coming to you automatically you get more resources you get have more money you can travel faster and you know at a slightly higher cost but at better places and all that you can dress well right and you can have you can attract uh, you know meaningful people uh, towards you uh, in terms of the relationships also uh, you know once once you are uh, you know uh, more more uh, let's say established in your own uh, you know in your own sense so you know it solves all the problems so that would i would say is the biggest advice i got like you restrict your desires restrict too many things that you want to want from life and uh, you know focus on one or two everything else will fall in place automatically mm-hmm. yeah Absolutely, the, the the Buddhist philosophy of having less desires and and a cheerful life. Great, great, and uh, you know, in, in uh, it, it would not be prudent uh, if I did not ask you the million dollar question uh, on Bitcoin and the price uh, and the roller coaster I mean, uh, that I we have been. Like uh, my- watching for the last the next, week or so uh, you know uh, it's mean, always a roller coaster I mean, with bitcoin so where do you think space, the like price of bitcoin is actually would be in the next few months three four five years of business cycle in traditional world so three months is actually equivalent to one year in crypto markets like everybody knows that so uh, I, I, would, I would not predict too much in future but i would say that within one year uh, i think bitcoin should be able to you know breathe the previous all-time highs and should go to like maybe you know i don't know maybe maybe 40000 yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. that can be a uh, you know reasonable uh, estimate over there uh, yeah that's what i think i'm like also bullish on uh, bitcoin because now the institutional money is flowing in and once any strong regulation comes in from us uh, you know it will trickle down to all the other geographies and then the worldwide uh, you know uh, money uh, institutional money will start coming on bitcoin so bitcoin is going to grow really uh well so but i think that in real markets where there's actual institutional money uh, you know is involved that kind of mania that never happens that we saw in 2017 so i'm like giving a conservative estimate that it will breach the all time high of 20000 and then you know maybe double it uh, in the next one year to 40000 or something that's the the premise Oh, very good uh, everybody just to let you know on this on this uh, podcast so far all my guests have been very bullish uh, uh, just like yourself and 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 so am i i think i think we're not maximalists but we are more practicalists uh, when it comes to so these things company or so uh, i so i know, do think to many blockchain agree projects with you don't there. have company like for example and and and, and uh, say, what what is your favorite of course blockchain company you know, Uh, besides and metric of course, of course. After that binance you know we we have worked very closely with binance and we are very bullish about uh, you know the binance team the leadership sure. of sure. cz yeah. and you know the the you know sort of uh, relentless killing attitude of uh, you know killing instinct of binance team they you know chase their goals very uh, you know uh, very aggressively and are able to achieve it time after time uh, you know uh, in the last uh, one or two years so i think uh, you know 
uh, I think Binance would be the second one uh, which we really uh, you know believe in after Ethereum. Yeah. So how, how how does that work? Like, uh, obviously you are on two chains right now, and uh, uh, how, how what, what is what is the relationship with Binance today? Uh, uh, besides besides just no, the so, plain listing oh, that you, you have, the moving to uh, uh, you know, does Binance that does that go into more formal relationship yeah, so from are here? Are you have a intending to move there? You can't because so you are on a layer two Ethereum. What is it? Community on Dex. So we are already there and there is a bridge, but in terms of our token, so ERC20 yeah. token is our native token itself. The Ethereum ERC20 is our final token. We don't need a minnet swap yeah. or anything because yeah. those ERC20 tokens can easily move to and fro between uh, Matic network. So uh, that way we don't have uh, plans to move to uh, you know Binance chain in that sense. But yeah, I mean, once the Binance chain is, uh, you, you know, comes up with the, a lot of uh, you know uh, things like uh, you know smart contract facility and this and that. So sure. that, then definitely uh, you know we, we would we would like to have a let's say maybe who knows maybe a layer two for Binance chain. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Great. So, so currently you're just a bridge uh, from ERC twenty to BEP two. Great, great. And 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 uh, you know, in all this journey, and 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 for everyone in this blockchain space, um, a mass adoption uh, or or accelerated growth of adoption would not be possible without without uh, governments and regulators. I would say it's, it's still uh, coming in. And, and no matter helping, what people say, uh, to they grow have been or participating. And uh, who, in your opinion, on, on a lot of things is, is your favorite government? Of course, they have to do some sort of, uh, you know, stringent measures so that, you know, retail from, like, retail doesn't start jumping, you know, head, head heads down into the whole uh, market in the game of speculation. So they have to be a bit strict. But uh, I think they, they are the leaders in the space. And I think they would be able to bring in, uh, you know, a solid regulation uh, someday or the other. Very good. Very good. And, 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 uh, uh, do you do you yeah I mean do you definitely see we have been, that this is not going to be a, like, a decentralized one world very soon because not that is the whole premises of Matic or, or do you like, think just like, it, uh, you know, we are, we are still 5-10 kind of years away from almost that. like you know uh, to where we are today it took almost like uh, you know 15-20 so I think it is going to take that much of time but yeah I mean the the, the technology and then as I said that you know our focus is on adoption so uh, we also very closely see that you know there is a lot of value in the intermediate yeah. utility right so you, the network never moves or the usage never moves from point A to point B it's always gradual intermediate steps that take you from step, step A to step B so that's what we believe in and that's what uh, you know the design constructs at uh, Matic Network also 
are designed in a way that you know not we don't want to do the extreme thing right away you know go step by step provide good user experience provide good developer experience give get more and more adoption make the network more and more stronger and more decentralized uh, over time yeah Very good. Uh, Sandeep, it's been, it's been fun talking to you and learning about Metic. I think, I think, uh, uh, I can, I can go around and boost now that, that I know uh, Metic and I know one, Sandeep. So one, one uh, favorite quote uh, to my uh, team. Uh, let, let, let me, let me close you know, it by, by one la- asking you, you one know, last question. You know, uh, one favorite quote that you always things narrate. things are not moving as per your, uh, you know, intentions, raise hell. Raise hell. By raise hell, I mean that you know, you know, talk to everyone, take help, whatever you want to take, but do not let your results slip in. So you know, result focused is is the main thing for me. For me, and any anybody that works in my team, you know, in my division in Matic, they know that you know we we always work for end results. Yeah. Um, so I have not thought about it. So nothing directly coming. So what's amazing, your amazing. Bitcoin prediction uh, for the next one? One last thing. You are allowed to ask me one question. So go on. I, uh, I, I think I'm, uh, uh, End of this year, I think November, December, we will see a huge uh, accelerated growth towards 20K, uh, which was the previous high kind of. And and before the halving next year, June next year, uh, uh, we would, we would, I would not be surprised if we see a double from there, like, like uh, what you predicted. Yep. Um, but but overall, I I would say uh, uh, 30k, which is which is more than double from today, is a very good bet and probably makes it the best return asset on earth. So 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 all in for me, to be honest. Uh, I'm also quite quite uh, a fan of uh, coins with use cases like like Binance or what. Cost is developing into like a mini Binance uh, uh, very quickly. I think I think uh, use cases, users adoption are are a must. Uh, the, there will be a hybrid world before we go into a fully decentralized one. Um, and and uh, more more or less, I I actually concur with with what all you have said today. So so yeah, that's 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 my prediction. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Sandeep, thank you so much. Thank I know, you. I know you are traveling Thanks. Thanks crazy and I know you are working very hard to, to make Matic a success like it is. I wish you the best for everything and thank you so much for taking these couple of hours for me. Hold up.